Welcome to the King and You radio broadcast. My name is Steve Johnson. I'll be hosting the show on today. And we are simply excited about what God is doing, what God is getting ready to do. Again, the call-in number is 818-691-7406. And that's 818-691-7406. And we want to um, just be mindful that that as as we launch and go forward in the things of God, we want to really focus on being in the will of God. And 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 we learn sometimes that just because we go to church or just because we carry a Bible don't necessarily mean that we are in God's will. And I have been asking the question all this week, especially on um, Facebook and just doing a lot of sharing, that what is the most dangerous place on earth for a Christian or for any human, I would say? What is the most dangerous place on earth? And I've come to find out that the most dangerous place on earth is out of the will of God. And I, 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 want, I want today for just a moment to think about that. Just think about where you are, where you're at with your walk with God, and, 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 and just what position that you're in with God spiritually. Just kind of download all the things we, we've endured today, the things we heard today, and the things we've seen on today to just be mindful of not being in the will of God. Is that our case? Is that our situation? And I think every person, every individual knows whether you're in or out of the will of God, according to the word of God. And we just have an open discussion. You can call in. You can share a comment. And um, let, let, us, let us just look at Scripture and look at our lives and at the end of the day, at the end of this particular broadcast, what we look to uh, achieve, to achieve in this particular broadcast is that, uh, hey, you know what, that maybe my life or some of the things that I've been doing are not in the will of God. And, and based upon that, I want to do something about it. And by the grace of God and the mercies of God, we do have that opportunity to do something about if we see where our lives have slowly drifted out of the will of God. And I don't believe, and I don't believe that people just start out and just out of the will of God. I believe we all have had a, a awesome relationship with God. We, we, we was on fire at one time. We, we read, we prayed, we studied. Every time the church doors was open, we was there. We was doing something for God. And, and life happened, things happened, or we, we start hearing the voice of God, and we find ourselves in a relationship, in, in, a, in, in, a, in a business venture that has slowly pulled us out of the will of God. And that might be your story today. That might be your situation on today. If so, we want to deal with it. Let us go into a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you again for every listener that is participating on this particular broadcast on today, God. 
We ask you, Father God, to give us a clarity, give us an understanding, give us a peace, God, like never before, God. Show us in in our walk, God, and through your word that there need to be a cohesiveness that has not been there and that that by bringing that cohesiveness through the Holy Spirit, God, that we can walk back in your will and walk back in that victory and walk back in that assurance, oh God. So, Father, Father God, we pray that you continue to disperse your mercy and your grace upon our lives, oh God. We thank you again for all that you're going to do and all that you have already done in our lives. And as, 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 as we will say as men, God, bring out the king in us. And for the women, I know they want you to bring out the queen that's in them, God. And it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Again, my name is Steve Johnson, and we're, 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 we're just going to look at being in the most dangerous place on earth is being out of the will of God. And again, I asked you earlier before the prayer to just kind of kind of look at your life and just just think to yourself for a moment, what is what is what's in your life that's out the will of God? Who's in your life that's out the will of God? Are you out of the will of God? And if your answer is yes, then I believe there's something to be done about that. I believe that you want to do something about that. Let us look at relationships. Those are some of the the, the main things that has brought us as people out of the will of God. Based upon our emotions, based upon our feelings, we find ourselves embracing someone. Maybe they're not such a bad person, but are are they part of God's will for your life? Or did you make them part of God's will in your life? These are the things we have to be mindful of. These are the things we have to be very, very, what's the word, mindful of when it comes down to relationship, when it comes down to our walk with God, when it comes down to hearing the voice of God, listening at God's direction and God navigating us to the next level, to the next place and to our next destination. Because we understand one thing as a child of God, a man of God, a woman of God, we understand one thing, that our life has been purposed. Our life is not an accident. Our life is not something that just happened, but God had purposed us here and by God purposing us in this particular here and now, what are we doing? What are we doing since God has purposed us in the here and the now? Do my life line up with God? Am I walking in the direction God has mapped out for my life? Or am I walking in myself? Am I walking in my own strength? Am I walking in my own strength? And what we find in the scriptures themselves, and we're going to look at the scripture in just a moment here, but I want I want you to really just take an assessment, take a look at your, look at your life, and see if where you at is where you're supposed to be according to the word. Well, how can I determine that? Well, if where you are at this very moment 
And I'm not talking about necessarily proximity. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. If where you are, because your spiritual realm kind of depicts as to where you are in the natural realm. In essence. Not a duplicate, but in essence. And I'm saying that to say this, is that you could be in a place spiritually where you're not mindful of the things of God. You're not walking in integrity. You're not walking with character. You're not walking in diplom- with, with diplomacy. And so in that, that means you open up your life, your natural life, to people who live the same way, do the same thing, that don't operate with integrity, don't really care about the character that is mimicking God or whether it's not mimicking God. So if there's a discipline in the spirit, there's a discipline in the natural. So we have to be mindful that if our, our spiritual life is disciplined, that we, 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 we serve God with integrity. We serve God with character. We serve God with honesty. We serve God diligently. Then if we do that in the spirit, in our natural life, those will pretty much be the type of people that will be surrounded about our lives. That people that walk in integrity, people walk in character, people walk in honesty, people walk in discipline. But if your spiritual life is not lined up in in essence to that, then just the opposite of that will be in your life. And tonight, people of God, the the most sobering question we can ask ourselves that we're not playing no games anymore with God. We're not we're not acting like we're repentant, but yes, we just ask, just asking for forgiveness. But tonight we want to know: Are we in the will of God? Is my relationship blessed and ordained by God, or is this something I got into because? My my mother said I should marry this person, or my, my mother said I should marry this woman or marry this man. Is our lives in the will of God? What are we working at? Was this God's will, or was it our desire because we had a mortgage or we had rent to pay, so we compromised some things in our lives, and we just automatically took that job? What abuse have you put up with all these years and knowing this ain't the man for you, knowing this ain't the woman for you? Look at the disrespect. Look at the dishonor. And then look how much you don't go to church now. That could be your story. If that is, we're all, all we're saying tonight, people of God, is that, Lord, I just want to be in the will of you to fulfill my purpose on this earth Take care of my children. Take care of my family. And God, when it's all said and done, you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But look how much life throws at us. Look how much hurt we've endured our whole lives. And look how when if we ever got to the root of the problem, you know, sometimes cause we start relationships on top of another relationship. And I'm saying necessarily you're physically in the relationship with a person, but psychologically, you're still connected to that person. Psychologically, you still think about them. Psychologically, you can hear certain music. You can watch certain shows that y'all used to watch together. And psychologically, it brings you back to that relationship with that person, but yet you already started 
another relationship with another individual, maybe because of your hurt, maybe because of your pain, maybe because of your neglect, maybe because of your abuse. But I attribute it to maybe because you sat the will of God down to the side and you kind of picked up your own will and you begin to walk in your own strength, your own thought, your own logic, your own common sense, and somehow you find yourself tonight, you know you have the will of God. And God is looking at us as sons and daughters and saying, I see you, my daughter. I see you, my son. I know you out the wheel. But what can we do to get back right with God? Because it's vitally important. We, 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 we've experienced abortions out of the will of God. Nobody knows it but you and God and maybe that guy or maybe that woman. Nobody knows it, and that pain, that pain develops a root in your heart. And in that root and in that pain, you compromise in your relationship. You compromise with your lifestyle. You compromise your very being with God. And God see your pain. God see your hurt. Tonight, we just want to be in the will of God. Look at the behaviors we picked up out of the will of God. Look at the thing, hear this, you've been raised a certain way your entire life. And look at the compromise based upon the relationship you was in, based upon the pain you felt, based upon the hurt you felt. You made a decision. You know the guy or the girl, he don't even look at you like he loves you. He don't even talk to you like he loves you. He don't even respond to you like he loves you. But somehow you find yourself tolerating it, compromising it. And you've been praying, God, I know this ain't your will for my life. How can I get out of it? Tonight, people of God, it's two major things. And it's the two that we'll build off of. It's two major things. If you have a pen, write it down, and we just, we just going to do and be what God has called us to do and be. It's two major things that that causes us as people of God. And we're going to look at scripture in the Bible also. Um, one of the scriptures we're going to be in Second Chronicles, um, dealing with Jehoshaphat and Ahab. Second Chronicles, I'm believing, is chapter uh, 18. And we're going to also be in First Samuel, chapter 15, verse 13. We're going to be there also. But tonight we want to know, am I or am I not in the will of God? Look at the decisions we made, the choices we made, the people we got in relationships with, and they're not bad people. Here's this. This ain't about pointing out who's bad and who's not bad. The only thing, if you don't get anything else tonight from the message, from the conversation, from the collaboration tonight on this particular broadcast, if you don't get anything else tonight but this, Lord, am I out of your will? Because that's going to determine, people of God, how you deal with your kids. It's 
going to determine, people of God, your next business adventure. It's going to determine, people of God, what type of job you work at. It's going to determine, people of God, the neighborhood you stand in. It's going to determine, people of God, do you live out your purpose on this earth or do you forever live in the darkness and the crevices of the lie that Satan has been trying to tell us his, our whole lives? We just want to know, am I out the will of God? And then if I am, Lord, what are the steps that's necessary to get me back aligned with you, God? Because we don't want to die and find ourselves in a dark place. We don't want to die and find ourselves not where God has called us to be. Write down these two words, if you will, and please feel free. we got the chat lines open, and also you can give us a call on the the, the, the the phone line, 818-691-7406. You can press 1 if you, you, you have a comment. Um, I see the calls. The, your calls are calling in. We thank God for the listeners that, that are tuned in. But more than anything, people of God, when I first started the, the, the particular broadcast, I, I ask everyone to just take a moment. I know you're, you're on a long day. It's been a long day, but just take a moment and degress. Breathe for a moment, breathe for a moment, and just look at your life, not in a negative or positive sense, just look at your life, and look at the thing that's in your life, and just kind of ask yourself, Lord, am I in your will? Am I in your will, God? Because, again, I cannot say it enough that the, the goal and the objective of this particular broadcast and everything that's connected to it is that, hey, we all are human. We all are people. We all made mistakes. We all fell short. And at one point, we all didn't know God. We were alienated like Gentiles, according to Ephesians. But today, we don't want to keep living in the excuses of why we're not there. We want to find out if we're not there, how can I get there? And then after I get there, What's the maintenance spiritually I need to stay there? Because it's just like the maintenance on your car. If you, you have a car, you want to get the most out of your car. You want you got to change the oil, rotate the tires, and get the brake check. And, 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 and sometimes they call it seven point checks on the car. But in order to get the most out of that car, you have to maintain it a certain way. And, and people of God, all I'm saying, they get the most out of your spiritual walk. The, the walk in your joy that's been promised by God, the walk in that love, the walk in that mercy, the walk in that prosperity, to walk in that hope, we have to maintain a spiritual maintenance in our lives with God. The two words that I believe that has kept us captive, that kept us captive, people of God, to our, our failures, to our times we didn't measure up in life, the times when our credit wasn't so good and we didn't drive such a nice car, lived in such a nice house, or didn't pronounce certain words a certain way, the inferiorities, the insecurities that we developed through childhood, through, through, through adolescent years, through teenage years, college years, those of you that went to college, and then those that was in, that's been married, about to be married, or been in relationships, these two words have kept us in bondage, have kept us in chains, have kept us in darkness, has kept us from fulfilling 
is our purpose in God because we didn't know how to overcome it. Those two words are insecurity and inferiority. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm getting tongue-tied saying that word there. I've been talking pretty much the last three hours. But inferiority, the root of insecurity, the root of feeling inferior, what do that look like for our lives? Are we that sibling that mom didn't treat us like the other sibling? Are we that brother, that son that didn't measure up to our, our bigger brother and we felt the way because mama dealt with us a different kind of way than she dealt with him and it never was really explained? Are we the ones that find ourselves in a particular situation to where God wanted to use us but our very own parents didn't see the value in who we are or who we are? Inferiority and insecurity has caused us to stay in places and make decisions and we slowly drifted out of the will of God. Let me read something to you here. It says, Insecurity and inferiority have torn many great men and women of God from their positions of honor and anointing. They start out strong and humble before God, but their lives end in destruction. Their lives end in destruction. Can we find ourselves starting out, but because we, we recognize that, you know what, I might be out of the will of God. I very well possibly can be out of the will of God, and I don't want to end there. I'm not going to stop there. I'm not going to give up there. I want to do and be what God has called me to be. But we got to break the insecurities. We have to break the inferiorities that's in our lives. What do those words mean to us? Let's look at what the, the, defin, the definition in the, in, the, in the Webster Dictionary teaches us about the word Let's go with inferiority. Now, inferiority is a Latin word, and it, it, the definition for that, it says a person lower in rank and status or accomplishment than another. You know how we can see someone seem to be striving in life, and we begin to try and measure our life with their life? God never intended for us to do that. That's why it's so important, people of God, that you know who you are and whose you are. That is vitally important, knowing who you are and whose you are. Because once, once we know that, once we know that, then and only then can we can look at the world in a confidence that we're not walking in confidence based upon what we have, what we've achieved, or who we are, but whose we are, knowing I'm a child of God, knowing I've been called by God, knowing my life has a purpose. Give us a call on tonight for your comment. If you want to share a comment or, or you, you may have a question about whether you're in the will of God and, and you're not 
100% sure. We're going to keep everything anonymous. Your name really don't matter unless you want to share your name. Your phone number really don't matter unless you want to share your phone number. But give us a call tonight, 818-691-7406, and you just may have that 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 feeling of, 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 of insecurity based upon something that's happened in your life, based upon something that has happened in your life. And if you will, t- turn, turn your attention um, to Jehoshaphat, um, Second Chronicles chapter 18. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 18. Are we in the will of God? And I, I want to show you in Scripture where being a man of God, a woman of God, that it's very easy to make a decision based upon emotion, based upon uh, people making us feel as though we owe them something, and we find ourselves in a, a, a catastrophic position, a place, that we shouldn't have made that decision or we made a decision too soon and we didn't let God speak it into existence. God did not ordain it. And we're not saying we want to be those people, everything that you want to do, you want to go and pray about it. Because some things you don't need to pray about it. The Word already done spoke on it. So if you know the Word and you know what God is saying, it's almost, God already said it. So I don't have to pray what God already done said. And I think a lot of times when we say we're going to go and pray about it and we know the Word done spoke about it, we open a door up to rebellion. And the Bible says disobedience, being disobedient, is as the sin of witchcraft. When we disobey, and the spirit of rebellion, we don't follow God. We're not listening to what God is saying. We're going to see where Jehoshaphat went into allegiance or aligned himself with Ahab by his his daughter married Ahab's son. How they went into an agreement, and I and you can look at the scripture, you'll see it that I, you can almost think that Jehoshaphat felt obligated to go to war with him. Think about the thing in your life tonight. Think about the business decision in your life tonight. I remember about three years ago in my own personal life, and this scripture just just rings out loud, that I started a a cell phone business, a a cell phone store in Brunswick, Georgia. And in that cell phone business, um, I had an opportunity to meet all type of uh, investors who wanted to invest and who wanted to be a part of the new thing. That was back when you get unlimited text, unlimited talk, $40 a month, and you're on the Verizon network. That, that, was, that was the best thing since grits. And, and, and I found myself aligning myself up in business with someone who did not believe like I believe. And, and later on, I'm just saying it to say this, the details are really, really is not important as to the outcome. That one side of my, my, my sense and my spirit I knew better, but I said because they go to church and because he's a good guy 
then I went into business. And it cost me dearly. Not at the very moment, a couple of years down the line, it cost me financially. And God brought it back to my remembrance as to you cannot hear these people of God, and this, this may help somebody out there, you cannot align yourself in business with a person just because. If they're not serving the God you serve, if they're not believing God, and when I say believing God, believing Jesus is the Son of God, it's certain things that just have to line up. Jehoshaphat in in Chronicles 18, chapter 18, verse. We're gonna start at the first verse. We gotta just just see the the entirety of how it unfolds. Um, Jehoshaphat aligned himself with Ahab. Ahab wasn't a king that believed in the God of Israel, even though he was a king over Israel. He wasn't honoring God. He wasn't in reverence of God. He wasn't serving God. And slowly, Jehoshaphat agreed himself out of the will of God. He slowly went out of the will of God. Man of God, woman of God, where are you tonight? Where are you in your your walk with God? And, 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 And if you find yourself falling short, we all have. The beautiful thing about that is tonight, you could turn that around tonight at this hour. It's not too late. The danger is if we recognize it and it's pointed out and we turn and do nothing about it. That's the danger. That's the danger. Jehoshaphat, in Second Chronicles chapter 18, it reads as, Follows. The Bible says that Jehoshaphat had riches and honor. This is verse verse one. Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance, and by marriage he aligned himself with Ahab. By marriage he aligned himself with Ahab. In that alignment, Jehoshaphat took an imitation, and I'm going to paraphrase it here. He took an imitation from Ahab to come down and visit with him. In that visit, he found himself almost obligated to Ahab. Matter of fact, let, let, let us read on down some more here. Let us read on down some more. And it says, after some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. And Ahab killed sheep and oxen in abundance for him and the people who were with him. And listen to this. He persuaded him to go up with him to Romoth, Gilead, verse 3. So Ahab, king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, Will you go with me against Ramoth, Gilead? And he answered him, I am as you are, and my people as your people. We will be with you in war. Have you ever made a decision in your life to align? Now, again, remember the alignment here is the daughter 
and the son married each other. So their in-laws, their in-law, married in-laws, I think that's how you pronounce it, how you would say it. But think about your life for a moment. There's somebody, listen, Ahab, they'll throw the big party. I'm going to paraphrase it. They'll throw the big party. they barbecuing. You know, they, they, they got the, the, the instrument playing, you know, the tents up, everybody having a good time. Now, these are kings. And if you understand the historical, biblical teachings, when they have parties and invites, and when a king invites another king, this is an all-day, all-night function. They cooking cows, they cooking goats, they barbecuing um, 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 sheep. They Listen, the wine is poured. This is a feast and a celebration. So now imagine this. You, Jehoshaphat coming down, he, he's sitting around the king, and everything revolves around the two kings. So they got all the meat, all the fruit, the, the, the wine, the grapes, the, the belly dancers, everything going, the guards and everybody standing around, and the music stopped. He asked Jehoshaphat, would you go to war with me? Imagine that. Would you go to war with me? They done drunk a lot of wine, so they got to be feeling nice. They done had a good time. They got to be feeling nice. They two kings, so they have to be feeling nice. And he asked him the question, would you go to war with me? And I'm going to tell you the beautiful thing about that. As you look at your own life and I look at my life, I can remember being in a situation like that. Minus the wine and the belly dancers and the guards to where, brother, would you go into business with me? A brother, can I invest in your business with you? A brother, can we partner up and go forward? And 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 there may be an event in your life that you was was asked that question with some of the same context surrounding it. And you said yes. And I said yes. And for years, that yes has caused you a lot of pain. It caused you to be outside the will of God. It caused you to make some mistakes. It caused you to take some shortcuts. It caused you to just, just, just not operate in the integrity that you know God so desire. That's what we want to get to tonight, that we want to correct that walk. We want to correct that yes and let that yes be for God's way. Let that yes be for God's principles. Let that yes be for God's precept. Because at the end of the day, we want to be right with God and nothing else. Before my children, before my daughters, before my uncles or my I want to be right with God first. I want to treat people right. I want to do people right. It's just funny how when you're out of the will of God, we make some of the craziest decisions, and not because we don't know no better, but you find yourself stuck. Give us a call on tonight. That could be your story. Maybe some things that's heavy on your heart that you need to release. I don't know, but I do know this. 
that God is a gracious and merciful God. <laughs> Listen, I, you know what? Only God can do what God do. Isn't that something? Because the mercy and the grace God has given us on all the mistakes that we've made over and over and over and over again, and God still stands there and loves us through all of our imperfections, through all of our faults, through all of our mistakes, all of our shortcomings, God still gives us his best. He still gives us his best. How can you not love a God like that? How can you not feel you owe a God like that? You've got to excuse me for a moment. I'm just, this just... It's, it's, I, I just stay in awe of God, and I, I don't, I just, I just really stay in awe of God, and I appreciate, I really appreciate Him saving my life. It makes me a better father. It makes me a better man. It makes me a better friend. It makes me just a better human. Just that, that God is in my life. That you don't take advantage of people. You don't look down on people. You're not better than people. Yeah, excuse me for a moment. You you just you just really you wanna do God's will. And if somehow you find yourself out of it, then you just want to get back in it and 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 excuse me and please God and just please God. Cause I remember the time when I didn't know how to be a father when I was younger. I didn't understand fatherhood. I didn't understand being a man. I remember my life and my dad. My dad was was an alcoholic, and my mom was a workaholic. So imagine that lifestyle. He's always gone, and she's always gone. So there were no hugs. There were no kisses. So you grow up self-sufficient, self-sustaining, and and self you you live in your own strength, and you try and figure out this big old great world and what it is to be a man. And I can imagine David. Being in the field, if you remember the story where Samuel came to anoint David king over Israel, and David, daddy, Jesse, had 11 more sons. He chose 11 of his sons over that one son, David. But what blows my mind is that God is so good and God is so just that even when your 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 father, your mother, or whoever in your life cannot see the king that's in you, that God still can see the king in you. That David was in a field watching sheep where nobody else was out there. If you if you understand back in the biblical days in the land structure and, and and the landscape, when you 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 watching a, a a herd of sheep, you're really way out in the middle of nowhere. So I I depict that and I correlate that to how God sees us as men. 
seen us as men in the middle of nowhere, or seen us as women in the middle of nowhere, where the world had to wrote you off and said you'll never amount to be anything, you'll never do anything, and God saw the king in you, or God saw the queen in you, and God raised you up from that place of obscurity. He raised you up out of that place of despair. He raised you up out of that place of not knowing and began to use your life. And hear this, I'm bringing it back to Jehoshaphat. And he began to use your life as an example. Maybe you were the first one that got saved in your family. Maybe you were the first one to turn away from the drugs, to turn away from the alcohol, to turn away from whatever you were struggling with. And you start walking in God. You start trusting God. You start believing God. Your life turns around. You're running and doing exploits in the name of Jesus. You put down the cigarettes. You put down the weed. You put down the coke. You put down whatever it was that you was doing and comfortable with, and you started being who God has called you to be. And then one day you wake up, and you may find yourself, or you found yourself, out of the will of God. Tonight is the night to do something about it. Tonight is the night to make the difference in your life. God is real. Heaven is real. Pain is real. Hurt is real. Rejection is real. Grace is also real. And that's what God offer us is that unmerited amount of grace to change. He offer us that He'll rebuke the devil, offer our lives, offer our souls long enough to say, God, I want to get back in your will. I know I'm I'm out of bounds. Y'all really have to excuse me. It's just, just, I, just excuse me, please. I know I'm out of bounds, God. And I just want to get back in bounds the right way. Some of us don't align ourselves up with relationships. Not only drained us spiritually, but has drained us financially has drained the joy out of our lives, has drained the the tenacity from our bodies, has drained the perseverance from us, and we settled and we compromised and we settled and we compromised. And we stayed knowing God is not being edified God is not being glorified. This can't be the will of God for my life. 
This can't be the end of my story. This can't be the end of my purpose. I know the things that have been spoken over my life. I know the things that God has promised me. Lord, help me to get back in your will, God. Help me to get back in your will. I don't want to die like this. It reminds me of the prodigal son. It reminds me of the prodigal son when he left and he asked his father, you know, Dad, can I, I want all my money. And it's almost sort of like we've done it before, and we be honest about it, that, you know, we wake up one day and, and the prodigal son went to his dad and said, Dad, I want, I want, I want my money that, that's due to me. I want my inheritance. The father gives him his inheritance. He takes his inheritance, his money. He go and party. He go and have a good time. He 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 buys up all the drink at the bar. He's doing everything money will allow him to do. Everything money will allow him to do. He parted so hard that he woke up in the pig's pen. He woke up in the pig's pen. He got a daddy that has a mansion on the hill that's a millionaire. He is the millionaire's son in the pig pen with what was considered back then the hog or the pig or the shrine is considered the lowest and the nastiest animal on the face of earth according to the religious 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 beliefs. The son was in the pig pen with the hogs. Way out of the will of the father, cut himself off, and one day, just one day, and this day could be our one day, tonight is our one day, he woke up and said, let me return back to my father's house. My father has servants and maids, and he's now here in the pig pen out of the will of God. And my correlation to that story, to being out of the will of God, look how low, or look how far, or look how deep, and look how dark being out of the will of God has taken us. We have an unnatural sex, meaning men, some kind of way we find it pleasing to have two women in the bedroom at the same time. We watching pornography with our wives. We playing all these different roles. And it goes back to Romans chapter 1, verse 28, or just Romans chapter 1 all the way down to 28. It speaks about the unnatural act because our minds become so depraved from the things of God and so detached from the reality and the Holy Spirit and so numb to the truth and so numb to the principle and so numb to God's word that we find ourselves in a pig pen situation. Detached, debased, deprived, and living in depravity, out of the will of God. We need a drink to calm down, a drink to have courage, out of the will of God. We cuss it more than we should, out of the will of God. We watch more worldly stuff on TV, out of the will of God. 
We don't really listen to the gospel music and worship like we used to out of the will of God. We put things on applications that are not true out of the will of God. We say things in another way that they're really not. In other words, we lie in a different way and make ourselves think that it's really not a lie, but it's a lie. Out of the will of God, the prodigal son found himself way out of bounds. If you find yourself tonight way out of bounds in a relationship, in a, in a business, business um, agreement, way out of bounds, we want to get back in bounds tonight. And God is so big, and God is so loving, God is so patient, God is so kind. I know that same God that saved this wretched brother like I was, he'll do the same do the, do the same for anybody. For anybody. Cause I was way out of bounds one time in my life. I didn't know what being a king was, less long being a man. But I thought I was one. I thought I was the man. And even after I found God, let me fast forward in a couple of years. After, even after I found God and I'm walking in the will of God, walking in the power of God, got CDs, been on TV, been interviewed by Bishop Wilder Jackson out of Atlanta, done a lot of stuff in the name of Jesus. But there were some things deep down rooted in Steve Johnson's heart that I had not dealt with. I love God, but there's some things I just hadn't dealt with. Maybe didn't know how to deal with them. And I so slowly found myself drifting out of the will of God. No, I love God. No, I owe God. No, if it had not been for God, I couldn't even breathe. I'm so convinced of that. If God was to take his hand off my life right now, I would drop dead. I believe that with every fiber in my body. But my point I'm getting to is that, and, and please excuse me tonight. Tonight is just, I, I just uh, this is personal. This is this is this is my heart is in this. My my soul is is in this. Cause I I preached to men. I've been inside of county jails and I taught the Bible studies and I taught the life skill classes. I've headed up tens programs and 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 I know the pain that men face. And because we in such pain and such such dis, disarray, we open women up to that same pain. Excuse me. We open women up to that same pain. And and and, 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 and not meaning to, not trying to. But because we don't know how to deal with it, I don't know where to place it, know how to purge it, we find ourselves and I found myself out of the will of God. Out of the will of God. No thousands of scriptures. No the Bible from the Hebrew to Greek can preach down heaven. But this one little thing brought me to my knees. This one little thing 
brought me back on the threshing floor of God. This one little thing, this one little thing that I never dealt with. And you know what that one little thing was? Being loved. Remember I told you earlier that my dad was never there. My mom always worked. So we didn't ever get the hugs and the kisses growing up. So you learn to be self-sufficient. You learn to be strong. Really, you feeling weak. You learn to be happy. You really sad. You learn to be joyous, but you're full of pain. You learn to be the life of the party, but you're the deadest person on the inside. You learn to be all these facades and all these fronts and all these things. You learn to be this stuff when the world thinks you're strong. The world depending on you. And in the inside, there's a little boy inside the grown man that has not been father, has not been a son, has not been a child, has not been loved, has not been affirmed, has not been confirmed, has not been validated, has not been lifted, has not been built, has not been taught, has not been missed. This has not been a child. And we grow up. And we develop into what seemed like a man. And all the while, I, I got saved and I'm preaching and, and, and I, I've been ordained and all these great attributes. But that one thing drifted me slowly out of the will of God. In the wrong relationships. In the wrong business deals. In the wrong situations. And I wake up in a bed of sin. I wake up in the pain that never left me. I wake up and ask God, where you at? God, where you at? I can't tell you how many times I jumped in the shower with a bottle of virgin oil, a holy oil, <coughs> excuse me, and poured it on my head to try and get to that place in God. People of God, tonight, God wants us in his will, the perfect will, not the promiscuous will or your personal will or somebody else's will for your life, but tonight God wants you back in his perfect will, and I know you want to be back in his perfect will. In the book of Hebrews, it teaches and tells us about that the will of a person, just like if you got a will for your life, your will is no good until you die. Like everything in your will, if you make out a will today while you're alive, and, and, and I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying here, is that when you make out a will, and in that will you write out a list of things that you want to come to fruition or that things that you want to happen uh, expediently in your life after you after you die, then it only becomes effective when you die. Now flip that spiritually. The only time the will of God can become activated, and please hear me, in our lives, people of God, is when we die to ourselves. Then God has the spiritual right, the spiritual authority 
that come into our lives and allow our will, his will, to fulfill our lives. And then we walk in our purpose. Then we walk in our destiny. Then then we walk into the here and the now of God. We were in Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter eighteen. Second um, Chronicles chapter eighteen verses read verses one through fifteen. And another good reading would be First Samuel chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. All of those deal with starting out in the will of God, and then the disobedience takes us out the will of God and takes us into a place in God that we really want to avoid. And I'm gonna close it out here, people of God. That 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 <clears throat> the will of God is for you. The purpose of God is for you. The plan of God is for you. The things of God is for you. The devil has lied to you before, lied to me before, lied to all of us, all of you that's on the line. He has lied to all of us. The truth of the matter is, He don't want you to know that you're a king. He don't want you to know that you're a queen. He don't want you to know that you're going to do great things in the kingdom of God. He don't want you to know God has purposed your life and planned your life and positioned your life for the master's use. Tonight, I'm going to say a prayer, and you can just join in with me. Again, you can call in. The phone lines are open. You can call in. But 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 I'm gonna say a prayer, and in that prayer, we're gonna just denounce everything that has kept us stuck, and 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 reestablish our kingship or our queenship back with God in His will. And then tomorrow we're gonna wake up and we're gonna do what God has called us to do. We're going to be what God has called us to be. And we're going to say what God has told us to say. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you so much for the listeners. I thank you so much for their lives and their families, God. I thank you so much, God, for their heart. And I thank you so much, Father God, for their obedience. We're going to say together, God, we're denouncing everything that's plagued our lives, that's kept us half-heartedly doing your will and half-heartedly being obedient to your word, God. We come against addictions, God. We come against spirit of perversion, God. We come against the spirit of, of anger, God. We come against the spirit of rage, God. We come against the spirit of compromise, And anything, God, that has kept us in an unvictorious state. And, God, we lift up your son Jesus for the work he's already done on the cross and at Calvary and for his position being seated next to you in heavenly places and making intercession on our behalf, God. We dedicate our lives back to you, God. We dedicate our mind, our heart, our soul back to your will, O Father God that you will give us a peace, a clarity, and an understanding that we know who we belong to. We know whose we are and who we are in your word, in your will, in your way. 
Wash us with the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses and washes away all of our sins. Restore us. Redeem us. Renew us afresh like never before, God. We welcome your presence of the Holy Spirit. We welcome the precept and the concepts of your word, God. And tonight, we take hold of that which took hold of us first and changed our lives forever. We spark the fire back in us, God. We spark that drive back in us, O oh Father. Give us that burning passion to chase after you like a God chaser, O oh Father God. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you. We magnify you for being God of the universe, God of the heavenlies, and God over our lives. We ask you for the hedge of protection for our families, for our loved ones, for our husbands, for our wives, for our significant others, oh, Father God. And those that are not married, God, we ask a special prayer that you will begin to encourage their hearts and to line their lives up, God, to well be pleasing with you. And that you don't hate the things that they're doing, that you love them as people, you love them as your children, your sons, your daughters, God. You just ask that they'll line up their life with your word. And that there's enough grace that you've given us all to get it right with you, God. So, God, we truly thank you tonight. We truly thank you tonight, God, for giving us the breath in our bodies, the ears on our heads, and the eyes in our face, and the words in our mouth to praise you, to honor you, and to simply thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Join me again next week. Next week, Tuesday, we will be same time, same place, uh, just lifting up the things of God. And I hope somebody was blessed uh, by this particular broadcast. And I'm, I'm going to give my number out, my cell number. I believe there's, there's someone that, that may need uh, a, 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 another word of encouragement, just may want to vent, just may want to share. I'm not sure. But uh, my phone number, my cell number is 857 857- Three three four seven two zero three. Again, my cell number is eight five seven three three four seven two zero three. God bless everyone. Again, um, it's just truly been an honor. And join me again next week, same time, um, for the King and You Radio broadcast. Tell a friend. Tell somebody. Tell someone. Tell a man you know. Tell a woman you know. But just tell them we 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 love we love the Lord. We want to please God, and we're going to keep it genuine. We're going to keep it real, and we're going to keep it honest, and we're going to keep it Christ. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Signing off. Take care. Bye.